Yes, indeed. Very good afternoon to you and welcome to Afternoons on SEN. Sam Hargraves in for Dwayne. I hope your Tuesday afternoon is going as well as it possibly can be. However you're putting it in, wherever you're putting it in, it's wonderful to be chatting to you this afternoon. and look forward to conversing with you for Midday Madness. Dwayne's not here. He's going to be in the commentary box for the first day and all days of the first test between Australia and the West Indies. It starts tomorrow morning at the Adelaide Oval. It's a day test, so the pipe uh, is ready and raring to go to bring you all of Australia v West Indies. So in the seat today, but when the pipe's not here, the Midday Madness promise is always on the table. If you call, you get on. Midday Madness for work, locker, Caram Downs and Packenham Workwear for wherever you work, the Werribee Kia open line is exactly that. one 736 736 for Werribee Kia. The EV9 test drive today at Werribee Kia. And afternoons on SEN for Brick Lane Brewing. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale. It is the taste of summer. You can text in at any stage. 0433-98-1116 on the 40 Winks Temper text for the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, a mattress like no other. Big show. Brett Phillips, all the action from overnight, the Australian Open. We've got whinging tennis players, which I want to address, but the tournament going along very nicely at the moment. Alex Demon all through to the second round and a whole lot to chat to BP about. Sean Marsh, what a career that man's had over 23 years. He's going to play his final game of professional cricket for the Melbourne Renegades to finish out the Big Bash season against the Thunder. And that will be it for a man that's represented his country in test and one day has combined over 100 Times We're going to have a chat to Sean Marsh later on today. Ian Smith is going to be on to preview the first test between Australia and the West Indies. We'll talk NBL and a bit of NBA with Ryan Brokoff. And Laurie Horish from ESPN Australia is going to wrap up the first round of the NFL playoffs. Of course, Midday Madness wouldn't be complete without you. So one 736 736 I have got tickets, a heap of them, to give away to SEN's 20th birthday party. It's on Friday, the 19th of Jan. We're giving away... Happy birthday. Yes. What's that one from? Katy Perry. Okay. Thank you for that, Katy. Uh, and thank you for that, Lincoln. Um, so we're going to give away invitations to join us at the Sporting Globe in Richmond on Friday, the 19th, this Friday. So get your calls in, get involved, and you could be getting yourself to SEN's 20th birthday party this Friday. So one 736 I might ask you the question a little later about who you saw early. Got on early and watched them have an incredible career. Where did you see them? How did you see them? And how did you know? We'll do that a little later in the show. But I wanted to open up by having a little chat about whinging tennis players. So I'm going to do a bit of whinging about the whinging. So this was Jordan Thompson last night after his five-set win over fellow Aussie to get through to the second round during the tournament, uh, during the match, uh, when he was getting the rule explained to him about people being able to move around, he called the tournament woke. We'll, we'll get to that in just a moment as well. But this is what Jordan Thompson had to say about uh, fans now being able to move into their seat and out of their seat between games. I had no idea. I mean, how many years have we been playing tennis? And then all of a sudden they spring on us that they can come in between not even a sit down. So it just disrupts everyone's rhythm. I mean, if someone's walking at the back and you're throwing the ball toss up, it's impossible to see it because you've got a moving person behind it. So yeah, it's, in my opinion, it's not good. I'm choosing my words, words carefully. 
I just don't understand why we would do that. I mean, we're out there working. Like, that's our job. We're tennis players. We don't come in and storm into an office while someone's in, in a meeting. Like, that's just someone's just barging through the door and making a nuisance, even though it doesn't seem that way, but it is. I mean, it's very off-putting. So that's one thing you can, can compare it to. So that was Jordan Thompson last night. That was Jordan Thompson last night. And this was Novak Djokovic um, after his opening round clash on the same topic. About that uh, new uh, policy or new rule. Um, look, I mean, I understand the, the motive behind it, you know, is to enhance uh, and improve the experience of, for fans, right? So we, we do play for fans. We want fans to have a, uh, have a great, thrilling experience of being out on the court. Uh, and like Tiafo, for example, was one of the players that was saying that we should let people, like in the other sports, uh, freely walk and talk uh, during matches. And uh, it's hard, I must say, that I understand that and I support it to some extent. But at the same time, you know, all all my career, all my life, I've I've been used to some kind of atmosphere, and and then when that changes, you know, it it, it kind of messes up, you know, it distracts you a bit. So. Today we, we lost quite a bit of time um, when they were not when they were letting people in to come to their seats, uh, even though it was not a changeover. We would wait, you know, my opponent would wait for them to have you know to sit down. So it was dragged a lot. Um, so it goes on and on. Tennis players whinging about noise and movement. They just continue to get more and more relatable, don't they? Even in golf now, they've got party holes. People come and go. They make noise. They're there to enjoy themselves. As long as they're not being deliberately disruptive, heckling, abusing players, then suck it up and deal with it. Jordan Thompson saying during the game when the umpire had to explain the new rule to him that fans are allowed to move around, calling it the wokest tournament in the world. Now, given I almost had an aneurysm getting stuck on indisputably and undisputedly yesterday. I'm not going to cast judgment on him getting a word incorrect or out of context, but I'm hoping that someone has explained to him that that's not the correct context for that word. And maybe we could explain that to a few other people while we're at it, but I digress. Now, given Jordan's going to pocket about $180,000 if he doesn't make it past the second round of this tournament, I'm sure he can afford the, the, <laughs> the, the thesaurus. Now, he said it's like someone storming into an office while someone is in a meeting. No, it's not. It's like someone coming in and out of an all-staff meeting of thousands of staff. Yeah, you might notice some movement, but if you just focus on what you're doing and what you're saying, then you can just push through it. You're not performing surgery. It's not life and death. It's not like a distraction is going to cause a slip of the scalpel and cost someone their life. But if Jordan and Novak and whoever else want to keep whinging about fans moving during matches that last hours and hours... Novak's went for over four, then that's fine. You can have a completely silent stadium. It's going to be empty, but it's going to be nice and quiet. Sport needs fans, it needs crowds, and it needs viewers to be sustainable. If you keep alienating them with your behaviour and with your whinging and with your constant demands, then watch how quickly that that 180000 for reaching the second round of a Grand Slam becomes a lot less. And then you may actually know what it's like to have someone storm into your office because you're probably going to be working in one. one 736 736 Sport knows that it is in the entertainment industry. All sports know this. So all sports realise 
that if they're going to be viable and sustainable and profitable, then fan experience has to be at the paramount of what you do when you put on an event and especially put on a tournament, that fans have the best experience they can. Holding onto it for four hours isn't a great experience. Now, yes, the, the conditions need to be conducive to the athletes having their best performance, but tell me any other sport that requires silence throughout. If you can't get through a little bit of movement and a little bit of murmuring, then maybe you're in the wrong profession to begin with. That is being so petty, so petty. That's the word to look up and so precious. That's what that is. It's not woke. It's being precious. one 736 736 I could be wrong. Let me know if I am. Alex is in South Yarra. G'day, Alex. Hey, Sam. A um, few things. Firstly, um, Jordan Thompson is probably one of the best professionals out on tour. He like, tries really hard. He's professional on and off the court. He's one of the best Australian athletes that is going around at the moment. Plus one of the nicest guys ever. Um, well respected. Um, look, if he was as good at football as he is at tennis, he'd probably won multiple Brownlow medals. Would be all time great. Making the top 50 um, in this era is unbelievable. Um, I, I think I'm not a professional tennis player, but I'm a surgeon. I know that we like our fields to be very still. Um, I can't, you can't speak for anyone, but listening to the players, if something's moving and the ball is moving and you're judging depth and spin and uh, movement of the ball, it's very difficult to judge that and play the ball um, well. So I just listen to them as to what they want. I agree we need to like move forward and integrate fans more, but hey, this is a grand slam. It's so fortunate that we have it. We need to do everything to work with the players and the fans to make this bigger and better every year. So we like keep this amazing thing that happens in our city every year alive and thriving. But yeah, I think what he's saying and who he is as a character and a player it's unquestioned. He's awesome guy. And Alex, I'm definitely not questioning him as a person, as a player, his character, anything, but he was having a whinge and I'm addressing the whinge and the topic that he was having a sook about and, and complaining about. And maybe I'm being a little flippant and maybe I'm being a little disrespectful by calling it a whinge and a sook, but that's how it does come across to me. All the other stuff you're saying, 100% right. It is a balancing act and... You know, I'm all for respect to the athletes. If they were being abused, if they were being heckled, if people were going out of their way to deliberately distract them, I would be firmly ensconced within the athletes' camp. But this is people getting to and from their seats in games and, and matches that go for a very, very long time. It's just a bit of movement. It'll be okay. And you as a surgeon know that that is life or death, so you need a, you need a quiet and calm surgery. I think it's going to be okay in a tennis match. But I love that you've jumped on to defend him. And for doing so... Have a couple of tickets to SEN's 20th birthday party. It's Friday the 19th of Janet at the Sporting Globe in Richmond. We're giving away invitations all week. So you and a mate can come along and have a drink on us at the Sporting Globe. Stay on the line. Tomo's going to get your details. one 736 736 Brett Sinson-Kilda. G'day, Brett. G'day, mate. You summed it up perfectly. Precious. Absolutely precious. And um, my, my beef, mate, at the moment is at slow over rates. You pay your money to see so much cricket, and what, these last overs in a fifty in the 50, they can go for ten minutes. Oh, I, so, I agree with you about the slow over rates. Bryce McGain 
has long been an advocate that you should actually have runs awarded to the team, uh, runs awarded against you to your opposition team, depending on how many overs. So every over that you're behind in the over rate, come a certain point, the other team gets five runs. And I'm a massive one on that as well. Yes, we want the environment to be as conducive to the athletes having their best performance, but every other sport in the world that requires you know, to be able to watch a ball uh, or, or, or certain mechanisms or whatever it might be is okay with there being noise. I reckon tennis will be okay with a little bit of murmur and just a little bit of movement. So 100% with you, Brett. You can come along to SEN's 20th birthday as well. Uh, stay on the line, Tomo. Happy Tomo's birthday to you. going to get your details. You can join us at the Sporting Globe Friday the 19th of Jan from 3 p.m. Um, let's get to Jeff in Manor Lakes before we get to the break. G'day, Jeff. G'day, Sam. Um, look, I agree with you, but it, it comes down to uh, it's not just tennis, it's cricket as well. It, with it being so professional now, these sports people are just spoiled. You have to look at, you know, the guy before me stole my thunder about the slow over rates. But you, you've got to look at, okay, the reason slow over rates are, and Ian Chappell summed it up beautifully in the paper, I think it was yesterday or the day before, you know, why, why do they have to have, you know, people running out with drinks after an over? Why do, why do people have to change their gloves? You look at players like Chapel and players in the 70s, 80s and 90s, they weren't changing their gloves. They might have changed their gloves at the drinks break. They didn't have drinks until the drinks break. These players, it's the same temperatures, it's the same conditions that the, they played in the 70s to 2000s, yet they're getting away with it. And to me, that's got to stop. You know, they've got to they've got to stop these drinks coming out halfway through, well, through an, uh, halfway through a session or even quarter of the way through a session. Uh, they've just got to stop that type of thing. And I just think athletes today are just so precious, and the reason they're precious is because of the amount of money they're making. And you know, I, I think that's that's the problem with um, a lot of sports people today. Jeff, I appreciate you um, making the call. Uh, got 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart uh, at Club Mandalay. And uh, if you want to get it to Club Mandalay, you can get 18 holes of golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek for $99. Visit mandalay.com.au. Are you with me? You're against me? There's a bit of both coming through on the 40 Winks temper text. one 736 736 Are the players well within their rights to want everyone to be silent and completely still? throughout the whole four hours, or do they need to just relax a little bit and realise that over a long, a match that goes for a long time, you're going to need to get up, get a drink, go to the toilet, all of that. And they might just have to deal with it as they do in other sports. If a basketballer can stand there with thousands of people waving their arms, screaming, chanting, shouting, waving stuff in their eye line to shoot free throws, then I reckon they'll be okay on the ball toss for a serve. one 736 736 0 This is Afternoons on SEN. Sam Hargraves in for Dwayne for Midday Madness for Werribee Kia, the EV9 test drive today at Werribee Kia. I've been having a chat about the comments of Novak Djokovic, Daniel Medvedev, Jordan Thompson, who haven't been happy with the new rule at the Australian Open where spectators have been able to move in and out uh, between games. I think the players are being just a little precious 
and maybe having a bit of a whinge, but you have your say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And I've got to say on the 40 Winks temper text, it's pretty much 50-50. Those in agreement and those uh, in pretty strong disagreement. And that's fantastic. This is my favourite text, though. Neither with you or against you, but I will say your opinion means very little to me. Well, if it meant very little, why did you text in, mate? But it's wonderful to have you on board as it is. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Susan's in Ringwood. G'day, Susan. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm really well. Thanks for calling. So, my opinion is this. Mm-hmm. I think they're entitled. I don't think they're precious at all. Okay. I think they're entitled to have a whinge. We've got one tournament out of all the slams that have changed the rules. And so they're playing across the world. It's their profession. There's a lot of money riding on it for them. And we say, well, we'll let them in. I worked at the Open a few years back. All you've got to wait is three games before you can get back in. That's Oh, we might have just, I, I promise I didn't cut Susan off because she's not, not agreeing with me. Have we got you back, Susan? Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we've got you. Keep going. Uh, I don't know where I was up to. Uh, you said that you worked at the Australian Open and you've only got to wait uh, three games uh, normally before you can get back in. Uh, you, what so used you to only, be the rule. You on, yep. So you only lock it off when it's playing. So as soon as they've finished a set or a game or they're Open the gate and you let people in. So they don't have to wait. It's not like we're saying, well, you know, you've got to wait till the game's finished. I mean, how how patient are well, I can understand, though, Susan, what people are saying. If they're paying a lot of money for tickets and they're out of there for three games, depending on when they go, you might miss the best points uh, of some of the best games of the set. And if it's a six-love set, then you've missed half the set. So I can, I can understand why they've changed the rule to allow fans a little bit more movement. Um, but I think like all things, being a little bit flexible, like it's not the, I just don't feel like it's the end of the world, but I'm really glad that you've called to give us your view, especially for someone who's actually worked at the tournament and given some pretty exact context on how it used to work as opposed to how it works now. So we'd love you to come to SEN's 20th birthday. It's at the Sporting Globe in Richmond, Friday, the 19th of Jan, you and a friend come along, have a drink on us. We'll continue to have a chat about it, but thank you for calling Susan. Really appreciate it. No problem. Cheers. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Shane says, you sound a little precious, Sam. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate that. Maybe I am, but it just struck me as, is it the end of the world when a lot of other sports around the world have noise, they have movements, movement in and around the crowd, expecting people just to sit still. They're there for an experience as well. I think it's a little bit of give and take. And I just get the feeling these days that maybe it's just tennis players that it's all about the take and maybe not about the give. Uh, Chris is in Eltham. G'day, Chris. Oh, good day, mate. How you going? Yeah, yeah good. pretty good. Um, I was just wondering, I mean, these uh, precious uh, tennis players, <clears throat> when they go on, would, would they rather have it closed down like COVID? It's a great question you ask, Chris, and that's to the point I made earlier. You can have a silent stadium where nobody's moving, but it's going to be an empty one. The competition for people's entertainment dollar, which is getting less and less as cost of living pressures and interest rates, people don't have as much disposable income. So if they decide that your event is where they're going to spend their hard-earned, then making them sit still and silent for four hours at a time, 
I, I think you've got to maybe let go of some of that. Yes, it might have been tradition, but things evolve. Golf is evolving for party holes and people cheering and there's a bit more noise coming in. But golf and tennis, it just feels like a, so far behind other sports in the world when it comes to fan engagement. Now, if, as I said before, if the fans are being abusive, if they're heckling, if they're you know, deliberately going out of their way to distract players, then absolutely get out of there. Have some respect for the game itself. But getting up to go to the toilet and coming back, I think you'll be okay. I don't think it's the end of the world. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Cam in Churchill before we get to the news. G'day, Cam. Uh, you there, mate? Yes, got you loud and clear. You're on air. It's Ken, sorry. But anyway, it's uh, not, not so much the players, but what about the other spectators? If you're sitting in front of that group that has a few beers and goes to the toilet for a fair bit, they're constantly up and up and down in front of you. That's worse, I reckon. It's just like the cricket. Why don't you just wait till the end of the over or wait till it's your turn to get up and move, and that's it. Well, I think they're still doing that, but you just they're just a more regular ability, like in cricket at the end of the over, they're doing it at the end of the game. So I hear you, nothing, you know, that can be annoying when someone's constantly up and down and up and down and up and down, but I don't, I think that's the exception, not, the rule, Ken. That, and if that's all right, but I couldn't think of anything worse than missing out on a, on a player of the tennis because some young fella has got some, you know, some bladder issues or whatever else it is, and yeah, it's spoiling my play at the tennis. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I hear, I hear you, Ken, and I appreciate you ringing up to make the call, mate. I thank you for it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Got a whole lot of other people who are wanting to have their say on this one, but we need to get to the news. And when we come back, Midday Madness continues for Werribee Kia. You can talk to the team about finance options. And remember, if you're looking for a trade in Werribee Kia, have top off a top dollar and have 300 plus late model used cars in stock. We're here for work locker caram downs and packing them workwear for wherever you work. Thank you, Amy Drew. Spot on as always. Uh, Back at one o'clock with the next news bulletin. Uh, Tell you what, this has um, really got people up and about and got you up and about the conversation around whether Novak and Jordan Thompson and Daniel Medvedev and some of the players that are complaining about the new rule at the Australian Open where fans are allowed to move uh, back and forth between their seat and maybe the the bar for a refreshment or the toilet in between games rather than have to wait the three games they have in the past – uh, I think that the players are being a little precious uh, when it comes to complaining about that. But I reckon it's about 50-50 uh, at the moment with the calls that are coming through and the texts that are coming through as well. Uh, David's on the road. G'day, Dave. <laughs> uh, thanks, Cam. Um, look, I was at the tennis last night. It's unbearable. Um, it, we, we, we had these seats where people were just going up and down for food all night. And it stops the fan from watching the tennis. So when would you say that fans are are, are allowed to get up out of their seat, Dave, and, and go to get something to eat, uh, go to the toilet? I I have no problem. I have no problem with the way it was. And I, I don't think the players are being precious at all. Okay. And I'm, I'm hoping the fans aren't being precious too. But last night, it was just impossible watching a lot of the tennis because fans were just getting up and down whenever they wanted to uh, to get food, and it was just a procession. It was, yeah, my, my wife wasn't happy at all. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, David. And, and I think, as I said, there's got to be some give and take with it. You don't want to take the mick. Um, you don't want to take liberties. 
Um, but at the same time, I think if you pay good money to get good seats, then, you know, there's vendors that need to sell food and they need to sell drinks and you should be able to go to the toilet if the mood strikes you. And I reckon it's just a little bit of a balancing act, but it just seemed to me that the complaints against it might've been just a little over the top, but uh, you've had a real life experience of it uh, and I haven't. So maybe I need to go and have a, a sit down, sit amongst it. We are going on Friday, Dave. So I'll be interested to see if I come back next week with a completely different tune. Uh, so we'll wait and see. Dave, uh, how'd you like to go to SEN's 20th birthday? Oh, I would love to, Cam. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might already be going, in fact. Well, you're already going. Okay, well, if you've already got uh, tickets, then we'll keep some powder dry and we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't heard from Julian uh, or, or Lincoln yet, but uh, I'm hoping to uh, before Friday. <laughs> well, if they did say on air that you'd got tickets, I, I, I trust them. I reckon they'll be in touch with you, Dave. So do I. I trust them too. Uh, I'll tell you what. Instead, why don't I give you uh, a golf tour towel, a dozen limited edition of the new Chrome Soft Balls from Callaway. They are the best golf ball bar none. A quantum leap in the technology well ahead of the game. And these are still going to be able to be used for the, you know, these are still within the range before they do the golf ball rollback. So you're going to have the very best golf balls that money can buy and you didn't even have to pay for them. It's all thanks to Callaway and for Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. How about that, Dave? Oh, champion. Are they good for hackers too? Well, that's what I am. And uh, the best ball I've ever used, bar none. Excellent. Good on you, Dave. one 736 736 Chris in Narry Warren. G'day, Chris. Yeah, g'day, Sam. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, just wanted to know, look, I think they're very precious. Um, could you tell me what uh, someone who's the first round loser takes? Yeah, $120,000 if you go out in the first round. One hundred eighty if you go out in the second. So that's a, a, fair, a, a fair wage. Um, my concern is, like, I look at sports like darts and... And things like that. And, you know, these guys, I don't know if you've if you thrown darts or an off-play competition. It's actually, you know, it, it's quite difficult. And I just don't understand why these tennis players, I know they go worldwide and everything, but I, I just, it just, I don't know, refuses big goals me. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, look, we, we, I must say, with the money like that, for someone like Jordan Thompson, who's you know, where they 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 have to play a lot, and and they do, you know, they try and do it on the smell of an oily rag. They're not the multi 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 millionaires that a Novak Djokovic or a Daniel Medvedev are. So with Jordan, you know, this this money that he makes hopefully can set him up to pay for what he needs to do travel wise and accommodation. So I don't look at him and say well, he's rich and entitled because he's a guy who's grinding it out on tour. So I would just preface with that. But for guys like Novak and Daniel Medvedev, I, I, I would just pull that rein back a little sharper and 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 maybe get on with it, um, given everything that and you've earned in tennis and rightly get you get what you deserve. Um, but it has been very good to you uh, as well. So I get the point you're making. I would just maybe remove Jordan a little bit from that because he's not the multi multi that uh, those other two are. So he does have to grind it out. Uh, on tour. But Chris, thanks for the call, mate. Have a couple of tickets to SEN's uh, birthday, the 20th birthday. It's at the Sporting Globe. Uh, you and a friend can join us for a, a bevy at the Globe Friday 19th of Jan from 3pm. Uh, why don't we quickly take Tom in Geelong before we get to the break. G'day, Tom. Tom in Geelong. Hello, Hello you're on air, Tom. Yeah, g'day, mate. Uh, two points. 
cricketers have side screens, why can't the tennis players have people sitting down? And all those spectators, have they never been to a movie or the theatre where they sit for an hour and a half, two hours without a break? It's a good one. It's a good point you raise about the cinema because I can't stand people talking in the movies, uh, Tom. That's a pet peeve of mine. A little different that in a movie you need to be able to hear what's being said to understand plot and uh, get the gist of the movie as it progresses. But sports now, with they are an entertainment form where there's music playing. You know, you, you have a, a bevy. You, you've got you go with a friend. I don't think they're the same thing as a movie. Movie, you're ruining the experience for other people if you are talking. I fully agree with that. But I reckon at a you know four hour long tennis match, someone getting up to go to the toilet or getting up to go to a drink, if they do it quickly and if they do it in the right manner. Um, I don't think that's ruining the experience and, and your ability to follow along the contest, do you? Well, fair enough, but it's worked for 20 years, so, you know, why do we have to change it? Were all the fans complaining? I think sports do have to evolve, though, Tom. When the when the competition for the dollar for people is, is at its highest ever point. I mean, there's never been more competition for the entertainment dollar than there is at the moment. So you have to give fans the best experience they can have. And they must have been people complaining if they made the rule change, I would assume. But I don't remember the crowds falling. They've been going up, haven't they? They certainly have this year on day one. They started on a Sunday, which was another great innovation. Um, yep. We'll have to wait and see whether it's, uh, it's something that makes the crowd uh, gets, gets, high, gets bigger crowd numbers or less crowd numbers, Tom. Uh, I, 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 again... I think making people have to sit still in that manner. I understand the point about the sight screens. Um, I think that's a good point that you raise, but I still think we're probably being a little bit precious. But uh, how'd you like to go to SEN's 20th birthday party? Can you come up from Geelong? Um, I'm busy on Friday, mate. I'd love to go, <laughs> but I can't get there. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. We'll see if we can find something else for you, but I appreciate the call, Tom. Good on you. Thanks. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Got to get a break away and come back on the other side. We'll keep taking your calls for midday madness. Uh, the Bills have beaten the Steelers thirty-one. Suggest you look away now. Thank you, Dennis. The goat. Is anyone better? Greatest of all time, Dennis Cometti. Uh, Bills have beaten the Steelers 31-17. to 17, And the Eagles and the Buccaneers. The Eagles have fallen in a hole in the back end of the season, and it continues. Uh, I know it's only first quarter, but they are 10-zip down uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So those are your NFL scores. Give you some tennis scores in a moment as well, but a lot of calls still coming through about the movement in the crowd that Novak Djokovic, Daniel Medvedev, Jordan Thompson are none too happy about. Um, seems to me mainly blokes that do the whinging in tennis. Have you noticed that? Uh, Glenn is travelling to Sydney. G'day, Glenn. Oh, g'day. How are you? Good, mate. Now, you were there in the Novak game, were you? Yeah, I was. Oh, Glenn, we're going to... We can't... You've you've gone into a robot-sounding voice. Just go again for us. The line's breaking up. Okay, sorry, mate. It's my first time down to Melbourne Park and the Open... And in a word, it was brilliant. The whole whole experience was fantastic. But um, I happened to be sitting in an aisle seat, um, and I would say in the first set alone, I had to stand up at least six times, probably close to ten times, to let people walk past me to go downstairs. 
um, either that or they stood and took selfies of themselves in the aisle. Ah, that's um, annoying. Well, that's annoying. Right. We need to knock that on the head straight away. I'm not tolerating that, Glenn. Yeah. I'm okay to go to the toilet yeah. and get a drink. We're not copping that yeah. selfie nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and of course, I, I did miss a couple of key key um, moments in, in that first set and sets following that. And I can tell you the mood around me, I would say eight to ten people around me, that, that were disgruntled at the amount of movement. Yeah, and right. I, I cannot believe that people can't wait two games head downstairs to top up their drink, have a wee or whatever, and get back upstairs. I think it's, I just think it's not broken. Don't fix it and let's move on with um, the way it was. Okay, so Glenn, your opinion is one that most of the people who have sat through this uh, are sharing with me, who are saying that I am dead wrong on this, that the experience itself is someone that maybe people are taking liberties here with the getting up and getting down um, with the I suppose the easing of restrictions around that. So this is interesting. You've lived through it, didn't enjoy it. I'm going on Friday and I'm interested to see um, how I find it all when I go and sit amongst it. Glenn, thank you for sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. Uh, Lou's in Bundura. G'day, Lou. Sam, it's probably one of the worst new rule changes that tennis ever like come up with because I okay. was there too and it's very, very Sam. You're gonna go on Friday. Yeah. It's very, very, very annoying. Number one. Number two. People can wait two games, whatever the uh, end changes are. Is it every two games? But but Lou, did you find? I mean, you know, at the footy, when you wait till quarter time and then everybody gets up and goes, and it's all log jammed, and you've got to line up for ages to uh, to go to the loo, and you've got to takes forever to go and get a pie and forever to go and get a beer. Do you think that there's a positive to it in that when the, the break does come, that not everybody's bottlenecking and trying to get out at the one time. Yeah, well, that's that's a good point. But if you're trying to watch it, Sammy, you'll know when you get there. Yeah. If you're trying to watch a game, and like that bloke just said with the selfies, mate, I just feel like slapping the bloody phone out of his <laughs> bloody hand. And just, you know, it's, it's just... Mate, you're there to watch the tennis. You're not there to... Upload photos on Instagram how good your day was. I couldn't agree one. more on that, Lou. You, you get no argument from me on that. If you are standing up to st- take a selfie during the game and blocking somebody's view of the game in progress, um, then you need to be removed. Quick smart. So I, 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 you're not going to get an argument from me about that. I wholeheartedly agree about the selfie people uh, and their place. Uh, in all of this, uh, that's they're not part of what I'm talking about in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Lou, you're a good man. Uh, head, come along to SEN's 20th birthday, 19th of Jan. You and a friend can have a bevy with us at the Sporting Globe. Uh, it's on the 19th, 3 p.m., mate. Stay on the line. We'll get your details. Uh, Pete in one turner before we get to the break. G'day, Pete. Hey, you there? Yeah, we're here, Pete. Um, regarding the overrates, there's yeah. no excuse these days. No. So, the 60s and 70s and early 80s, they bowled eight up ball and over to start with, uh-huh. and the grounds were bigger. Yep. And so there's no, and they're only bowling six and over now, and the grounds are smaller. So there's no excuse. Yeah, no, good call, Pete. Uh, good call, Pete. I, I agree with you, mate. Thank you for ringing up to share that. The over rates are incredibly and growing ever more frustrating as they get slower and slower. Bryce McGain's theory on if you get to a certain point of the day and you're a certain amount of overs behind, for every over that you're behind, your opposition gets five runs, you put that into place, and I reckon you'll see over rates pick up pretty quickly. Hey, we'll tidy up the hour on the other side of this, and I'll get through a heap of your text. 
pretty, pretty much split 50-50 on this, and I'll go through as many of them. Uh, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to butcher the English language today. That lasted all of, what, 50 minutes? I'll get through as many of them as I can. 40 Winks Temper Text, the all-new Temper Pro, the most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper a mattress like no other. This is Afternoons on SEN.